Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Munavalan. It's Thursday. Playbooks, Rachel Bain is here with an update on Kevin McCarthy and his negotiations for Speaker. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. All right, Rachel Bade, we're on to day three of a battle for speaker we haven't seen in a century. Uh, what do you know about what to expect for day three, vote number seven? So McCarthy's probably waking up in a better mood today than he has been in the past two days. And that is because there was possibly a breakthrough last night, or at least he's on the verge of one this morning uh, after Failing to get the vote six times on the House floor, uh, McCarthy huddled with a bunch of his detractors yesterday evening and offered a bunch of new concessions that we are hearing might actually win over a bunch of these critics of his uh, and flip them to voting for him. Now, the big question for today is going to be, will this be enough to actually land him the speakership? Mm. And that is still very much an open question. Uh, Chip Roy, who is a Republican from Texas and one of the uh, rebels who has been sort of leading these negotiations for them, he told reporters last night that these new rules changes and offerings could potentially lead as many as 10 of them to, to be backing McCarthy if everything goes through the way they wanted mm. to. Uh, we just we just don't know, though, because that's still not going to be enough to get McCarthy the gavel. I also talked to uh, a McCarthy ally late last night, about one in the morning, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, who basically warned us that they still think they have at least five hard no's against McCarthy, maybe even more, uh, as many as seven. And he basically told me that he thought this situation was going to be getting worse before it gets better. If they go to a vote on the floor today at noon, he thought that there could actually be more detractors voting against McCarthy than yesterday. Uh, And that is because they're trying to keep the pressure on McCarthy to get this deal. Uh, But the thinking is that if they can move, you know, a dozen or so of these uh, people who are voting against McCarthy, that would get him so close that the rest of those people who are not voting for him will face so much pressure that they'll just end up caving. One other thing I should mention is that McCarthy's allies are saying that these negotiations are not over Mm. and that they still could give or could have to give a number of conservatives committee gavels. And this is going to be a really sensitive topic, I think, today uh, and later on this week as these talks continue, because, you know, a lot of Republicans who have supported McCarthy moderate Republicans, traditional Republicans who have not been trying to leverage their votes for, you know, any plum committee posts, they're going to be sidelined and not get these positions that they want all in the name of giving McCarthy the gavel. So that's going to be something to watch. Uh, Let's break down a little bit um, some of these possible concessions. One of the hard lines in the past was the uh, motion to vacate. Uh, McCarthy, McCarthy allies were only hoping for five votes uh, for a motion to vacate. What do you know about what happened there? Yeah, I mean, McCarthy didn't even want to give them uh, that. He was hoping mm-hmm. to to keep uh, the trigger for that vote at a majority of the Republican conference. But now he's gone down to one person. So this is basically restoring the motion to vacate to what it had been for 200 years. McCarthy had initially said that was a red line. And now he's going to be giving them that. You also mentioned um, rules committee seats for the Freedom Caucus. Um, what was happening before? What What is he hoping to extend this time around? So uh, the source I was speaking to late last night told me that the offer is to give the Freedom Caucus two committee seats uh, on the rules panel. Uh, they are still pushing for four. 
that is an ongoing conversation. And these members also want to pick who is serving on this panel. And, and, and for those of you who are not familiar with how Congress works, the rules panel is very powerful in that they set sort of the rules of the road for how legislation is voted on on the floor and how amendments come up, which amendments come up. When they see these concessions, is there any sort of talk of like, hey, this is actually a pretty good deal. Are are we going to be able to get something like this from a different speaker? Yeah, I think that I I do think that's a good point. Uh, The question I have had all along is how many of these uh, 20 McCarthy foes are actually willing to vote for him for concessions. I think that there mm. there's sort of two groups of lawmakers here and one one group, you know, they're asking for things but they never really wanted to get to yes and nothing McCarthy gave them uh would ever give get them there. But then there's this other group that, you know, they are negotiating in good faith. People like Chip Roy, uh, who I mentioned earlier, who's sort of seen as somebody who could get there depending on what McCarthy offers. I do think that, you know, going back to this notion that there could be blowback to all these concessions given to these conservatives. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to uh a GOP, a senior GOP uh, source last night who was complaining about McCarthy sort of giving away the store. I mean, this quote's just really telling. Uh, He told me that McCarthy's essentially given away all the power of the speakership and he's making it to where the Freedom Caucus guys can stop anything they want in this chamber. He called it a, quote, vanity project for McCarthy. And he said it's going to be miserable for Republicans next year because, you know, this group of conservatives is going to be so empowered. He also mentioned that if McCarthy were to just step aside, the conservatives would not be forcing all of these demands on somebody else who is running for the speakership. Mm. So basically, this person is arguing that McCarthy wants this job so bad that he's putting the Republican Party, the Republican majority in a bad predicament going forward. Playbook co-author Rachel Bade, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm going to grab my coffee and head back up to the hill. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Monovalin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.